you are listening to My Diversion, the entertainment podcast hosted by Tom and Josh. Find us on the web at mydiversion.com. Welcome back to another episode of My Diversion. This is episode 15, and we are in the very end of April of 2012. I'm your host, Tom. Welcome back, as always, Josh. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Just ready to do another recording. Seems like we <laughs> we do enough of these recordings that it's just kind of regular routine now. Oh, it's like clockwork. You know, yeah. the battery's been dead for a couple months, though. So we somebody schedule- Somebody forgot to wind it. We schedule them, and then we postpone them. And we schedule them, and then we postpone them. I apologize to you fans. I know we're we're leaving you hanging, but uh, we're doing the best we can, all right? It's not like it's not like we're making a crap load of money for this, all right? Yeah, we, if you guys were paying, we'd feel more obligated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're Maybe. Getting, you're getting our free effort here. That's yeah. about all we can give you. All right, so we're going to do our episodes. We're going to do our episode. We're going to do our segments. And then, uh, yeah, so let's let's break it down. We got, we're going to talk a little bit about digital copy, uh, ultraviolet, and voodoo, and some of all the goings on with the digital copy world and how you can access movies via streaming online and stuff like that. And then we're going to do a little more thorough uh, talking about the Dragon Tattoo movies, uh, the foreign ones, the newer one, uh, kind of give a more thorough review of that, maybe talk a little bit of how it's been received as well, some critic reviews, maybe touch on some of the books as well. Uh, and then in our third segment, we're going to do some uh, some up-and-comers. We'll talk about some movies that are coming up, like uh, The Avengers, Prometheus, um, some that have already come out like Hunger Games and some games as well. And then in the end, we'll do some do's and don'ts um, and try to maybe do a little catching up since it's been so freaking long since we recorded. I don't know. How long has it been since we recorded last year? Remember? January, I thought. We have done one this year. <laughs> okay. We're, we're we're focusing on one per quarter right now, everybody. So, <laughs> right. so after you listen to this one check back in july if you want Bear we can postpone this one and we'll record in two days and we can do it in may yeah you know what this one might actually not even make it out into the interwebs either so we'll have to wait and see if you guys are actually if you guys are actually listening to this that means that an act of god actually came to bu- came to pass and there's been a miracle because <laughs> this is the second time we've recorded this episode so. yeah it, it is actually all right i'll do it segment number one Thank you. All right, digital copy, voodoo, uh, ultraviolet, and 
and how Walmart's sticking their hands in, in the middle of all this as well. Not to mention what Disney's going to do. And Disney and everything else. Okay, so I'm sure that everybody's familiar with when you buy a copy, at least recently anyways, you buy them in these bundle packs where you can get the Blu-ray or the DVD, and sometimes you can even just buy the DVD that'll come with the digital copy. And at least in the recent past, you'd be able to buy it and your digital copy would come on a disc. And you'd put that disc in and it would activate it online. Some would have a code. I think all of them have a code. I can't remember. I haven't used too many digital copies for myself. What about you, Josh? Do you... Uh, I think I've used five or six. And have all of them have codes and discs? Um, some of them don't have discs. Some of them are just codes. And then just there code. are others where there's a disc and you have to have the code. Yeah. So you pretty much hit it on the head. Yeah. So you get this digital copy, which allows you to be able to put it on a portable device or a tablet or watch it online and stuff like that. It makes it very accessible if you're wanting to be able to take it with you and stuff like that. Well, the old ones weren't... The old the old digital copies weren't watching them online. They were strictly... You store them on a hard drive of some kind on your either your laptop, your desktop, or whatever. Yeah, so you actually the get old like ones. The, yeah. the video file. Right, right, right. right. Um, but nowadays, it looks like everything's moving to more of a cloud-based service. So you, in most cases, it looks like you're going to have to have an internet connection of some sort in order to stream it. I, I don't know if they're going to eliminate it, um, having the file or not. There, there is a workaround. Well, there, how ultraviolet works is you can actually download the file, but you have to have a compatible player. And when I say compatible, it has to be licensed Voodoo. Or, sorry, not sorry. It has to be licensed Ultraviolet to be able to play it. So, because I've downloaded the Ultraviolet stuff onto my desktop, or not my desktop, but my laptop, and onto my tablet. And I hate, the only way you can play the Ultraviolet is on my tablet is going through Flickster right now. Right. But they actually have specifically licensed devices, if you will. Um, I don't think they have too many yet. Do you know if your phone? I mean, besides yeah, only, that app. My, my phone only through Flickster, only through the app. So you, okay. I download the file. All it is is dead space until either they say this is now an authorized device to to view it strictly on your, you know, right there on your thing. Because every time you want to view it, it wants to go and connect online to make sure that you have access to it. And so I guess the only way they're going to be able to say that you have access to that file without having to go online is to actually have an officially licensed player that you've downloaded the file to. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it actually checks to see if the the copy is, or the authentic, authenticity code or whatever it is right. for the movie is authentic. And then it also checks to see if your player's been authorized, right? Right. And so whatever if you have is. an authorized player that you already authorized online, then you're good to go with anything you download to it. If you don't have an authorized player, then it wants to go and check online. Do you know how many players per account? Like, if you want, if you have like a Blu-ray PlayStation that you, uh, you know, you've authorized with your Voodoo account, and then obviously your phone. Do you know if there's a limit to how many like portable devices you can have? It's five. You can share your account with up to five members. So, okay. so you can actually make sub members for your family, if you will. Okay. So. Don't uh, don't plan on giving it to all of your neighbors and your family members as well. <laughs> right, so, right. Like, because and then in there, and this is specifically ultraviolet. In there, you can create the you know whether or not they're a super user or, or just you know like a junior member of your account or whatever. They can either add or can they just view. 
And if, if they can add and view, you can also make them, well, they can remove these movies as well. So that's why, you, you know, you got to be careful who you let in. Right. And what, um, you know, they're, what level they're in there, what authority you give them of your account. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about how, because I'm even a little naive to how this is all working because I'm not very familiar with Ultraviolet. Actually, I haven't even activated any Ultraviolet anything yet. But on the flip side, I have watched a few movies via Voodoo, and I understand now that Voodoo's actually kind of partnered up with Ultraviolet. And when I go to their website, it says that uh, even Walmart is connected with Voodoo, right? So it's like a threesome now yeah yeah it's a menage a trois mm, great okay so <laughs> it looks like that uh i assume that everything is going to be working through ultraviolet or is it going to be going through voodoo how is all that going to work i think you can go either way you can either go through voodoo or you can go through ultraviolet either either or okay. is how they're saying it right now but it, it all comes down to what motion picture companies are actually partnered partnered up with this as well because over on uh, on the on the Voodoo side of it, there's uh, there's only six or I think there's only six studios partaking of it, which is Paramount, Sony, 20th Century Fox, Universal Studios, Warner Brothers. So just those ones that are participating in the uh, in the Ultraviolet. So, but I think there's more doing Voodoo. So it's like if you go to Voodoo and actually say, I want this to link with my Ultraviolet account, not all of them are going to be accessible through your Ultraviolet account. Well, that's interesting because, yeah, there's a ton of movies on Voodoo right mm -hmm. now. There's just an absolute ton of them. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I hadn't even thought of that. And as far as Walmart Entertainment powered up with Voodoo, and you were talking to me about this just before where they're offering what is it called a two or a five dollar service fee where you you take in your physical copy your dvd or your blu-ray and then they will give you access to the digital copy yeah it's uh they're, the the program's called disc to digital and what it is is you you create a movie list right from your dvd right. from your dvd collection okay you take your printed movie list that you have and all of those dvds you have to take all of your down to walmart okay <laughs> Right, and you show them your list. They check and verify that all of your copies are not pirated. Okay. Right. They want to make sure it's authentic. Right. Yeah. And then if they let's just let's just you know downgrade everybody right now. Let's say all you have is DVDs. Okay. okay. No Blu-rays, just DVDs. Right. You take those in. They say, okay, how do you want these in your cloud? You can either have them in standard def or you can have them in HD. And for those who are familiar with Voodoo, well, for those who aren't familiar with Voodoo, let's do that. Um, when you go on to Vudu and you want to watch a movie, kind of like Netflix, but you're paying for it, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, they have, I think it's three different options to watch a movie. You have you have the standard def, you have the HD way, and then you have HDX. And HDX is where you're going to get the Dolby Digital 5.0 or whatever you know your surround sound, the good sound, and everything, right? right. And the 1080p. Now, the other one's only I think 720p, and it doesn't have all the big sound. Right. And so they say, how do you want it? Do you want it, you know, HDX or do you want to have it in standard def? If you only want it in standard def, it's two bucks. If you want it in HDX or HD, if you will, it's five bucks. So basically, you're buying a digital copy is what you're doing. Right. And depending on how high of quality you want, determines how much you're going to pay. Now, let's throw the Blu-rays back into this party here. You take your Blu-rays down, then it's two dollars for every Blu-ray. 
and you right. still and you still get the HDX with the Blu-ray because obviously it's HD already. So that's your your price breakdown. So basically, you can upgrade your your standard def DVD to an HD digital copy for three bucks more, five dollars total. It's actually kind of a nice thing because if you have DVDs. Um, and you and you've been thinking about just going to Blu-ray or to get that higher quality stuff. I guess one option is to go this route, where you can take your DVD in and say, "Yeah, I'll pay the five bucks if I can get this in HD, kind of a Blu-ray、um, kind of quality from your DVD, instead of having to end up buying two copies, which which is what I end up having to do, just buy the Blu-ray and the DVD nowadays." Yeah, now there's there's a catch with this whole standard definition, standard def and HD, right?、Um, one, you have to have the bandwidth to be able to pull down the HD, and yeah, well, that, that that is a catch with Vudu. You have to have the right amount of download speed to be able to do HDX. Yeah, because、okay. we we've talked about this before, Josh. The HDX on Vudu, yeah, it it requires quite a bit of bandwidth. I think it, I think the requirement is seven seven megabytes down. Yeah, and then and then sometimes even then. You still kind of have to wait because there's a lot of buffering and stuff like、right. that because you're you're getting pretty a pretty big file coming through. <laughs> right. And so also for those of you that want to watch on your、uh, mobile devices, think of this:、um, if you don't have an unlimited data plan and you want to stream your HD movie,、uh, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's gonna hurt. Here's your chance、yeah. to switch to Sprint if you want the unlimited data. <laughs> I'm not trying to say switch to Sprint. I'm just saying if that's what you want to do is start download movies in, on your mobile device, and you're going to do a lot of it every month. You're yeah, you're you're going to get hit pretty yeah, hard. Might,、so. might be a good idea to find a Wi-Fi spot. <laughs> yeah, but and then it's not only that, but you know, this whole cloud-based stuff. You know, they always tout. You know, hey, you can watch your movies anytime, any place,、right. as long as you have service, as long as you have a you know a connection to the interwebs. So I'm 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 also curious as I was thinking about this discs. Can you take in like just、uh, random DVDs and say like you have?、Oh, I'm trying to think of something very obscure.、Uh, something that probably wouldn't be in the library. With what would they do then? If you take in a copy of I don't know the original True Grit with John Wayne. I don't know if that's available on there or not. If you take that in and say. I, okay, I want this in HD. Would they be able to offer that? Is there some movies that are probably not available? Yeah, they're they they only have a certain amount right now that I understand. Yeah, they're gonna be able to do. So I, you know, so it's they have to have clearance from the studios that that is available for the digital copy, and that's specifically listed right there on the Voodoo site that not everything is gonna be available. So it might so. be a good idea to check. Yeah, check that list with your DVDs before you go taking them all in, saying I want to. I want to get the HD version of this. It might be a good idea to see if that's accessible through their library first. Right. So, the little bit that I know, I like Vudu. It's just four bucks to rent a movie. That's a little expensive to me, but you, they do have sales and stuff like that, and it is kind of convenient. So that that pretty much covers that. All right, segment number two. The Dragon Tattoo movies. The, <sighs> awesome. We're, we're going to talk about the new, the new one that came out just this, 
this last year, right? Did it come out in 2011 or 2012? The movie came out in 2011, just before Christmas. Just before. That's right. That's right. Okay. And we both we both have seen it, and they and actually as of recently, it's come out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. And you you bought it, I know. I still haven't bought it yet, but. All right, so when, and I think in one of our earlier podcasts, we actually kind of gave a review of the new movie, and you were saying something crazy like you were giving it a ten out of ten. Yes, you were you were pretty much slapping the uh, perfect label on it. I loved it, but I'll drop it to a nine point five just to keep you happy. <laughs> you don't need to keep me happy. You can say it's perfection on screen. That's cool. No, I'm. I'm I I I really really enjoyed it. So. Um, I bought it. That's actually one of my ultraviolet copies right there. One of my ultraviolets. Um, yeah, I. The only negative I had against it was I. I really, I'm a big fan of Daniel Craig. I just, I, I thought his performance could have just been a little bit better. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know if it hindered it too much though. I thought it was pretty dang good all the way around. I. I just thought that uh, there's there's a few things in the movie that. It just make me cringe a little much, but that's just a personal preference for me. Well, what what is it that makes you cringe? Just the uh, the scenes of you know where she's being raped or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. no, you're you're supposed to you're supposed to cringe there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if yeah, you don't yeah. cringe there, then they didn't do their job. <laughs> Fair enough. I, you know, I guess I think I think it's a really well done movie all the way around. Let's let's walk through real quick um, the foreign films. I know we've talked about them kind of at length in the past as well. I think I gave it the first one on the foreign movies. I think I gave it a seven or eight. I think I gave it an eight. I can't remember. Maybe nine. I can't remember. What did you What did you give the foreign? If I remember I gave the foreign one either an eight or an eight point five for all right. for all three of them. So and I'm and I'm looking at the. Uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now, and the foreign one gets 85% rating, and that's actually pretty high. And then the 2011 Girl with the Dragon Tattoo gets 87%, so it's almost dead on. The American version actually just slightly passes it, so that's pretty interesting. It's actually very, very well received. Yeah, and um, so I follow the um, Dragon Tattoo on uh, Facebook and stuff, and a lot of people were saying that they didn't like uh, um, Mara Rooney, sorry, Rooney Mara's character, uh, her job of uh, Elizabeth Salander. Really? Them, yeah, a lot of them were saying that they they liked uh, um, Nomi Rapace's better, mm. and and I have a problem with that. I mean, so I think I told you this originally. What I heard was that. Um, David Fincher, they went after um, Numi Rapace to try and get her to reprise the role for the American ad- adaptation of these films. Mm-hmm. And she de- she declined, um, specifically because she, she had already started to do other movies, and she wasn't ready to commit to the five-year commitment to redo the role that she had already played before. Right. And to tell you the truth, I don't really blame her because, I mean, psychologically, this, that probably plays a lot in into you you know what i mean to play that character yeah it, i'm i'm sure that the extent because those foreign movies were actually slapped together in a pretty short amount I think, of time I think time. it was in about a year and a half to two years they were done all three of them. yeah yeah so she she probably put in a ton of work right and an acting job in getting into this character and 
yeah, I think you're right. I think psychologically it probably plays a toll on her a little bit. She's like, I, I wouldn't mind a little distance between me and the character Elizabeth a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so for these people to come and say that, you know, they thought, you know, Numi Rapace did way better, that might be. But at the same time, I Rooney Merritt did amazing. And I actually liked Rooney Mara just a little bit more. And ju- and really? when I say just a little bit, I mean it is just the ever so slightly, just a little bit more. Because um, I thought she did the I thought she did the job better of um, acting more autistic, if you will, in the role, more robotic, more didn't show the emotion, mm-hmm. you know, just closed everybody out, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I'm. But but don't get me wrong, <laughs> Numi Rapace. Both those women, they're both very beautiful, and they both did amazing jobs in the role. And I'm excited to see um, Rooney Mara um, reprise the role for the second film. Well, isn't it true that uh, Rooney Mara also kind of went above and beyond for this character, where she went and actually got the piercings? Yeah, yeah, she went and got the piercings. And for those of that um, have seen the film, um, when she's in the shower after uh, Bierman has her has his way with her, um, those bruises were real. Um, they, they, they were the, they were the actually the real bruises she got during filming of the of the actual rape scene before. And we, and but give the caveat that it wasn't necessarily that the the actor right. who was playing Bierman was was being right. extremely physical. Right. It's that she bruises easy. Yeah, that's, yeah. She came in and she, yeah. and she showed she showed him. You know, she showed David Fincher. She's like, check out these bruises. And he's like, holy crap, we got to use those because it's like more authentic. You know, obviously they did extra stuff to make it look even worse, but right, some of those bruises were real. So <laughs> that's, that's, it's it's, it's kind of cool. You know, talking about method acting. Hopefully, yeah. didn't do the other part of it to make it more method. Because yeah, let's just keep let's just keep the genuineness with the bruises and call it <laughs> call it good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do you, and let's let me just go real quick on the books if. I'm trying to remember where we rated. I guess we'll just stick with the first book since uh, since we're just sticking with the first movie here. Okay. Do you remember what you rated the book? I believe I gave it an eight and a half, maybe a nine. Do you, Do you recall if you liked the first book over the other two books? I mean, which of the three did you like the most? I actually liked the third book the very most. The third one. Okay. Yeah. I think I think, and I for, forgive me if, if I'm uh, being redundant here and saying things I've already said, but I really enjoyed the first book a lot. But as I told Josh even before he he was reading it, I said it, it's kind of slow for a while. It's, there's a lot of building up, and there's really not. It doesn't really get into the meat of the story and get real suspenseful and really start to grip you until what halfway through or two thirds in. Yeah, well, for me, well. For those that have listened to our earlier episode where we kind of recapped the books, like I said, I had, I couldn't follow the characters. I had a hard time following the characters of who was who. I actually went and watched all three foreign films in like two nights. And then I went back and started the book over. Then I could follow all of the characters who was who. I had a hard time with how it was always bouncing around to place to place to place with different people. I couldn't, right, I couldn't keep right. everybody straight. And yeah, it was really slow until about halfway through. But, so, but once, start, once things start happening... It's it's like boom 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 and I couldn't get enough of it. By the time the book was over, I was really eager to get into book two. Right. right. So and that is the one thing that the book did better than both of the movies is the whole explaining what she's doing to get the money, um, 
out of Venestrum's accounts, you know, and she has that accountant that yeah. um, she's paying extra money to so that he won't he won't get caught and he won't be cheating her kind of a thing. She's giving him like extra commission on it and everything. That's explained a lot better in um, in the books. If I remember right, she called him Mouse or something like that. So yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, if you haven't seen the foreign movies, please go watch them. They're available on Netflix uh, instant streaming. And the new one is now out on Blu-ray and DVD. You really owe it to yourself to watch it. Don't watch it with your kids in the room, though. But do you do owe it to yourself to go and watch it. And, and yeah, we also recommend the books. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, segment number three. Upcomers, we're going to talk a little bit about new releases, um, stuff that's coming out as well that we're excited for or we've got our eyes on. Um, maybe a few things that we've we've just recently seen or played and stuff like that, and we'll we'll hit on those. Um, one of the ones that I want to hit on is uh, a kind of Sundance independent movie called Raid: The Redemption. And I talked to Josh about this, and the only reason why I even saw this come up on my radar is because I follow I follow uh, Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and he said, "Hey, you guys should check out uh, this my soundtrack to this movie that I helped with." And sure enough, it was uh, Shinoda's first attempt at doing a soundtrack for a movie. And I watched the trailer, and it freaking looks phenomenal. It's a foreign movie, so it's in subtitles and stuff like that, but I was very impressed with the way the soundtrack uh, sounded, the sound behind the trailer and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, man, awesome. I haven't seen the movie yet. I had every intention on seeing it, but it was only released in uh, in exclusive areas. And I'm patiently, <laughs> quote, patiently waiting for it to come out on DVD. But I did go ahead and uh, pull the trigger and bought the soundtrack. And I've listened to the soundtrack, and it is very, very good. For Shinoda's first attempt at working on a soundtrack, I, I give him two big thumbs up on it. It was a really, really good job.
You saw the trailer too, right, Josh? Yeah, trailer looked really good. It looks like there's going to be three um, three dialogue lines at the beginning, and then it's just fighting. So it looks awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of martial arts in it. It looks like there's um, quite a bit of uh, shooting and some cool special effects kind of stuff. But, yeah, it looks really good. So Raid the Redemption. And then, of course, Prometheus, which comes out, what, June or is it July? Where is it? Prometheus, June 8th. June 8th. June 8th. That's right around the corner, dude. We got to go see that opening weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was And uh, uh, Numiru Pace will be in that film. Yeah, yeah. Excited. So, yeah, uh, Prometheus, the prequel to the Alien movies. I don't know if any of you guys are big Aliens fans. Um, personally, I, I really liked Aliens. Come on. Not so much. Ridley Scott's doing it, so you know it's going to be done right, too. I know, I know, I know. <sighs> I, as far as the original movies go, I really liked Alien. Uh, Aliens, it was so-so, and I'm one of those rare rare birds where i really liked aliens 3 i like and then and then alien resurrection i thought was garbage it was total garbage um i think so so then where do you put the alien versus predator movies garbage (laughs) i put it in the same i put it in the same oh but i guess predators isn't part of the alien thing anyway sorry moving on yeah i haven't i haven't seen uh i think i how many alien versus predators are there two three there's two Okay. I saw the first one and I it wasn't too impressed and I haven't seen the second one and I know no, the, the second, second one's acting is even worse than the first one. Yeah, so but uh yeah, as far as the alien movies, I I really liked the original first 3. Um they're really really good. So what happened is the original one came out in 79 and it was and it was directed by uh Ridley Scott and then the second one Aliens was done by James Cameron. That's right. And then the third one was done by David Fincher. I thought it was I thought it was Ridley Scott, but no, the third one was done by Fincher, who did Dragon Tattoo. How cool is that? It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And so yeah, and who, original... okay. And who did the fourth one? Who did the last <laughs> up? Really? I want to know who what? did it. George Lucas. Dang it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Jean Pierre Brunet's Rue something That's what like you that get for letting a frenchie take over <laughs> yeah he should he should have just baked the croissants instead of directed that piece <laughs> of crap so, okay so supposed to this is uh from uh wiki uh wikipedia mm-hmm. um it's saying that ridley scott describes as sharing is that how these movies it says they share strands of aliens dna while not being a direct prequel of the aliens movies so it's related because you're going to see the for those that have seen the alien movie and if you haven't 
get off your ass and go do it. <laughs> but they, where they discover, you know, the aliens, the xenomorphs or whatever, they're mm-hmm. the face huggers. The, then you get the xenomorph from them. Right, right, right. Um, they they find them in a ship and it's a huge ship and they get in there and there's the huge chair and there's some dead aliens sitting there some and i'm not talking like the xenomorph alien just some dead being sitting there where it came out of its chest right looks kind of old and you know mummified if you will so the question is is well they're huge they're like three or four times our height so what's that whole race about so maybe this is going to explain that ship and where it came from and how it relates to the face huggers and all that and this is in the first movie alien yeah that part's in the first movie but the part i'm talking about how it's going to relate that's what i think is going to be in prometheus interesting what because you know you know how long it's been since i've seen alien or even aliens it's been a long time have you seen them recently get off your ass and go watch it yeah i I actually watched it about two weeks ago because i'm getting excited no kidding yeah so so in the first one did you pick up on things that might lead into this prequel just that well from seeing the trailer from for the for prometheus just that part where you see that same ship that like horseshoe looking shaped right ship. right they're right yeah, yeah you yeah. see that ship so and then in the trailer you see that same ship in the air like it's trying to fly and so it's like okay so we're we gonna see those aliens and and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's where i think it's gonna be related but then you're gonna have i imagine you're gonna have aliens in there somewhere i wonder if they're gonna have the android right isn't there an android in the first one yeah yeah the guy who uh uh, Ian, what's his last name? I don't know. I I didn't even look to see if he was in the. Uh, he plays, uh, he plays uh, Bilbo in the in the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> okay. Anyway, cool. So yeah, Prometheus. That looks that looks really good, and I know we're real excited about that. So we'll move on from there. Uh, of course, other movies that have that are coming out or have either come out is Wrath of Titans, Clash of the Titans Part Two. Not really interested in seeing that at all. Haven't seen the first one. Yeah, yeah not missing. Although that. the second one looked pretty, the the previews looked really cool. I heard it then wasn't very good though. Again, I I had heard that it's actually better than the first one, but that doesn't mean much because the first one was. Yeah, that's not hard to it's not hard to beat shit with shit. So. Right, right, right. Um, and then of course the big one, Hunger Games, which I eventually went and saw. I didn't go and see it uh, opening weekend or anything like that, but we. We went about three or four weeks after the fact and went and finally saw it. I took the kids to see it because both my kids wanted to see it really bad. And it was good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I thought the books were okay. I'd probably give the books, what, six or seven? And then the movie, I'd probably give about the same. I thought it did a decent job staying with the with the books. But I, I just wasn't... Uh, overly impressed and to be honest i'm i'm such a such a downer on the whole love triangle thing like twilight where she's got to pick between the two i hate that but and the violence was very very downplayed it was very kid friendly there, there wasn't a whole lot of in your face blood so yeah not like in the book think, huh yeah not like in the book i think i think it it's it's good enough for uh, you know families to watch it that have read the book um, and it's much more exciting than other movies that have come out. I, 
I would probably give it a seven, six or seven. It's it's good. I I didn't I wasn't disappointed about that, but I'm not gonna buy it. How's that? Okay. Um, and of course, the big one for the summer is the Avengers. Um, I and, and this one, uh, as as of now, hasn't actually been released in the United States, but it's been released in some areas. It's sneak previews, dude. That's what sneak it is. Sneak previews. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know if it's been released internationally or not. I doubt it. But but uh, I know that there's been some people that have seen it, and it's getting a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience has given it 98. That's probably the highest that any superhero movie has gotten so far. Now, mind you, yeah, this is it's a little early. It comes out May 4th, which is in a week from now. So, yeah, it's it's getting a lot of good, good hype. The world has changed. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. We are hopelessly outgunned. Mr. Stark. Captain, it's time. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Um, a lot of people really, really excited to see it, including you, Josh, right? You went back and watched Captain America and Hulk. Oh, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Yes, I'm excited to see it. I can wait. I'm in no hurry. Yes, I watched Captain America and the Incredible Hulk today for the first time. I haven't seen either one of them. Now, so. the Incredible Hulk, the one with Ed Norton. Yeah, the I haven't seen the other one because everybody says don't bother. Okay, okay. So, Yeah, it's, uh, did you like Captain America? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I give, I give it a six and a half, maybe a seven. Would you, what would you give the Hulk? The uh, about Hulk? the same, six and a half, maybe a seven. Not thoroughly impressed? No, they were good. They were entertaining. It wasn't something I'd go out and buy, though. Okay, fair enough. They, they were no Iron Man, so... So hopefully, um, I'm hoping that we have a few episodes before it comes out, or before we go and see it, but who knows? Maybe, maybe next episode we'll we'll have to do a review on the Avengers or something Next like episode might be after we watch the Prometheus. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Stay tuned and we'll find out, everybody. Everybody on the edge of the seat, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and then, of course, Dark Knight Rises. Um, that one comes out. Is that one in July? Dark, July 20th. Comes out July 20th? Yeah. Amazing okay. Spider-Man's July 3rd. I don't, does anybody really care about that? Do you care about that? I don't care about I wanna that. I want to see Ted. Ted. Go watch the trailer for Ted. I haven't heard of it. It has Marky Mark in it. Okay. And it says, Childhood Teddy Bear Comes to Life. Oh, no. Hang on. When he's a little kid, he makes a wish. I wish my teddy bear would come to life and be my best friend. Fast forward 25 years, they're roommates. 
Dude, it looks so freaking funny. It looks hilarious. It's rated R, so you know it's got to be good. If you have a stuffed Mark. animal and they rated it R. So. Marky Mark, huh? All right. <laughs> and then, of course, The Hobbit, which is getting a little bit of buzz, but it's not coming out till the holidays. And, and as Josh informed me, it's actually going to be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. So don't go rushing out to see it um, thinking that you're going to get the entire movie. It's going to be uh, part one and part two. And I, isn't Peter Jackson doing it? Yes, he is. So and there's get, some he, big old complaint because apparently he's trying to do it in 48 frames per second, but everybody's complaining that it's going to make it look like soap opera-ish from the 70s. Have you ever have you ever had that where you've seen something on um, on? Have you, Tom, you should you should know this really well. You watch a lot of soap operas, right? Uh, yeah, I watch all kinds of soap operas, duh. Right, okay. No, but it's the whole soap opera feel if you ever turn your TV on with like that pure motion or the enhanced motion to kind of smooth everything out. Works really good for sports. Oh, really? When you do it on like a a normal movie, it kind of makes everything look fake because it kind of blends everything together. It annoys my wife when it's on. Because um, I turn it on all the time for when I'm watching football and stuff like that. But then we'll, I'll, I'll accidentally leave it on and we'll go to watch a movie and it bugs the hell out of her. Now, hang on a second. So you turn it on like it's a feature in your uh, TV or yeah, it's your a fe- yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's a feature on your on your actual TV set. Pure motion is huh. what it's called on my projector and on my I think it's called the same thing on my Samsung on my uh, flat screen. And it and it kind of makes it look like it's phony, you say? When you like, watch, I guess I'm when completely you, naive to it. it I'm, it's I, I'm because not, it, it like it like blurs all the or it doesn't blend it it kind of blends everything, makes everything a little sharper, if you will. Huh. But it makes it doesn't give it the right depth, so everything looks kind of phony and fake. Everything looks like a special effect, kind of. Okay. And so they're saying that since Stephen Jackson's trying to go from you know instead of doing the normal 24 frames per second, he's trying to do 48. And people are saying it, it's just not working. So um, might work really good on one of those new 4K or 8K TVs that are coming out. But hmm. yeah. Anyway, right, moving well. on. Um, um, there's two movies I don't want you to miss uh, in your in your review, real quick. Please, um, please. Two movies that are coming up, and they're both in August. August 3rd come out the same week. The Born Legacy with Edward Norton. Oh, is it- Oh, is this is this Edward Norton taking over Jason Bourne? No, because it's a different. It if for those that know the Bourne books, there's all those super soldiers that were created, right? Well, he's another one who's like a Jason Bourne, who's being oh. as well. So it's kind of like Edward a spin-off, Norton. yeah. And uh, I have not, I have not even heard of this. As well, yeah. And then um, I actually was not excited for this movie at all but then I saw the trailer and I think it looks really good now and it's the remake of uh, Total Recall oh with uh, Colin Farrell and Brian Cranston and Brian Cranston from from uh, Breaking Breaking Bad Bad. the trailer I mean originally I'm like oh no is he gonna oh it's all Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff again the trailer looks really cool in my opinion really looks Hmm. good so yeah I I, I think I saw like a sneak trailer where it was like just a 15 20 second or and I and I was like eh, yawn so I guess you, this the trailer you watched seemed a little more exciting huh yeah yeah it actually looked really good looked really good does it have a date on that one August 3rd August 3rd yep. come out right. same well, week both those come out the same week and uh, you did know that there's another Resident Evil coming out right 
I did hear about that. It's in October, right? September. 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 And Mila Jovovich is going to be in it again. Oh, good for her. But I, you got to be... I mean, at what point do we say, all right, all right, enough? Hey, hey, as long as she's in it, I'm all for it. Have you seen the the last two? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, though. Well, you should go ahead and watch them, but you're not missing... I mean, what are the last one? Like, Insurrection or Armageddon? Well, there's or, one that's Resident Evil Afterlife. That's the one. That's Afterlife. That's the, la- that's the latest one. Eesh, I've seen I've seen it. I've seen I've seen them all, so... Yeah, I'm not... I don't know. It, I feel bad, because I love Mila Jovovich or whatever, but... I, yeah, the last two, three movies of those... D- tell you what, just watch the first Resident Evil call it a day yeah the first one was actually really good really good i would give the first resident evil an eight or nine i I freaking it scared me dude it was freaking great it was good and so we're are we not going to mention men in black three all right men in black three when does that come out do you know just had it where'd it go uh may 25th may 25th and i haven't seen anything on it i haven't seen the trailer I think I saw a trailer. The trailer looks just good. Where they trying to think who because they have another guy who plays a young uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, the guy that played George W. Right? Is that right? The guy who played George W. In W. I haven't seen W. Anyway, yeah, I, I had I, to I, live I, through I, the actual presidency of that guy. I watched, <laughs> I watched the movie. Are you excited for it? For the Men in Black, yeah, I, I enjoyed the other two. I thought they were really fun. Does that mean that you'll watch in the theaters or you wait? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay, well, I'm, I've, I can... I've got like my own little mini theater in my house. I'm not really big on going to the theater if I don't have to. Right. So, save save the money, buy it on Blu-ray. There you go. There you go. Um, and then as far as some video games go, Connect Star Wars has been getting mixed reviews. Um, it had a big hype coming out. But some people are complaining about some issues with it. Um, with the connect Max, issues, no. And then uh, Max Payne three that I've been, I've been, I've been getting inundated with uh, freaking commercials. With. <sighs> Looks Holy so crap. good. Oh, I'm so excited to play that one. When does that that comes out? Pretty quick, yeah, doesn't it? Comes it? out next month. Comes out yeah. in like two weeks. So. I mean, I haven't played the first two, so I don't really care too much. But I know you you played through the first two pretty quick when they came out so yeah it looks yeah i love the i own the first two they're awesome and i'm i'm very excited for max Payne 3 so and then diablo 3 um is come is either come out or no it's coming out next month and and uh we talked to john in our draft episode and he said that he's not excited for it at all anymore and he thinks that uh he said, didn't he say they took all the multiplayer out of it yeah, something or, like that. No, no, it's uh, sing. He took the single player stuff out of it, right? Whatever. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, he he basically said, "Don't don't worry about it." There's a lot of other games that you should go and check out. So yeah, uh, that should. I think that pretty much covers our up and comers for the time being. We'll, we'll hit on other stuff as they come. Cool. Cool. Segment number four. I-
<laughs> I like it. I like it. Beat me to the punch. Somebody's uh, got to keep this thing rolling. <laughs> do's and don'ts as I drive this thing with square wheels. Do's and don'ts. All right. Uh, we, we do the segment occasionally just as uh, some things of kind of a way to catch up what we've been doing um things that we've encountered that we like things that we've encountered we don't like maybe you guys can listen and pay attention and we can tell you to steer clear of some things and save you some energy and time and headache this is us trying to save you two or three hours of your life to make it more beneficial for you to go and do whatever you're going to do wasting your time in other places that you wish you got it back (laughs) right 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 all right um Easter came and went. Did you have a good Easter, Josh? Sure. All it's right. just another Sunday for me. Um, as far as Easter candy goes, Starburst jelly beans are good. Um, and then the Nestle chocolate eggs are good. Oh, I'm sorry. The Cadbury chocolate eggs. Not the yeah, not, well, no, Cad- not, not, not the cream-filled ones, just the mini ones. They have, like, the hard candy shell. Oh, those well, are I th- awesome. I even think the, the cream-filled ones aren't too bad. No, the cream-filled ones aren't too bad, but the best ones are just the milk chocolate, mini eggs, the hard candy shell. Those are amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not a big fan of Peeps, but my daughter is. So. And you can't, <laughs> there hey, you, go. you can't forget the Reister Bunny. Have you had a Reister Bunny? <laughs> I saw it, but I haven't had oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I got one. Oh, Did you get one? They're good. Too much chocolate, not enough peanut butter. That's my only complaint with it. That's why I like the eggs, because you can peel off all the chocolate and just eat the peanut butter. <laughs> You're like, who put chocolate on this? I delicious. always thought the chocolate was kind of like the foil wrappers they put on stuff, so I always peeled it off, <laughs> threw it away, and ate the peanut butter. <laughs> You peel the wrapper off, you peel the chocolate off, you're like, there it there is. There it is. There's the Where gold that I was looking for. Where have you been hiding, <laughs> peanut butter? There you are. I'm, I'm all about the peanut butter candy. My wife will tell you. It drives her crazy. Hilarious. Um, so, yeah, Easter was good. I mean, it's fun. It's fun for kids when you get to do stuff with kids. But other than that, uh, let's see. One of the things that I'll say do, I, I just ordered... Well, as I said, I ordered the Raid Redemption soundtrack, so I'd say get get some of that stuff. And I also ordered some solo piano music recently from uh, Philip Wesley. Um, so I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, I'm going a little classical all of a sudden. So I'm going to go ahead and throw a do out as a, expand your horizons and listen to some, uh, some good music like Philip Wesley. And, well, I'm going to throw this out there and say this is probably a, an actual do, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm just asking you real quick. When does the new uh, Linkin Park album come out? Oh, yeah, that comes out uh, June 26th, I believe. Yeah, because I hear that one song um, on the NBA commercial for the playoffs or whatever. Yeah, well, then the radio's been playing it a bit much, and they Linkin Park, if you pre-order their album through their website, you get that single downloaded, and then they'll also, every week, they'll give you a remix of that song, so they'll pretty much guarantee that you'll hate that song by the time you get the album. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm already getting a little tired of it, because it's a good song. It's called, what, Burn It Out, or Burn It Down? Something, something. like that, yeah. It's a good song, and I'm sure I'm absolutely positive the album will be good. But yeah, you're gonna get burned out of that song by the time the album comes rolling around. So that's a do. Buy the album. Don't don't listen to that song too much. Yeah, go ahead and pre-order it and listen to the remix and enjoy yourself. Just don't overdo it and kill it out yet, or burn it out or burn, burn it down. It. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Um, and, the, and the last thing that I would say do is I think the website is called LOL Shirts. Oh, I'll argue with you here. The better the better do is go to T-shirt hell. Yeah. Um, it's explicit, though, so don't let your kids go there. Yeah, well, you haven't actually ordered any shirts from them yet, have you? They're overpriced, but I have a lot of ideas, and there are a lot that I want to buy. It's just my wife's like, you want to spend how much? And I'm like, well, if I'm placing an order, i got to get them all. <laughs> well, I was I was on Gizmodo the other day, and they have this deals moto on Gizmodo, and they were offering this coupon code for I cap off of these shirts. And normally I hate uh, shirts with like funny sayings and stuff like that. But I was like, oh man, for eight bucks, free shipping, I get, oh, I'll do one. And I found the shirt that I ended up buying, and I'm actually wearing it as we speak. It's a navy blue shirt. It's the blue screen of death. It's got the windows. Uh, application has failed. Press any key to continue. I freaking love it. It's very, very nerdy. But that's like my only funny saying shirt besides my Transformer shirt. So, Your Transformer shirt has a funny saying on it, like, let's roll out. No, it's just that first generation <laughs> Transformer shirt. <laughs> I, I, I normally I normally steer clear of um, funny saying shirts, but I guess now I have two. I have a Transformer Generation One shirt and then my Blue Screen of Death shirt. I'm telling you, the shirt that I want's the one that she wears in the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, f u you f and effer. That's not what it says. It says give you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. A big difference between what I said and what you said. Yeah, totally. And then I will wrap my side up by saying I just got Child of Eden for the PlayStation 3 in GameFly. I was actually very excited to play this game because of the hype and stuff that I had been reading and seeing online, and I was severely disappointed. Severely disappointed. And I was actually considering taking it up to your place, dude, and playing in 3D because a lot of people are saying, dude, you play this in 3D and it changes your life. And I just played it in 2D and it was so disappointing that I'm not even a bother. Maybe the 3D is where it's actually going to be good, though. Hey, even you have admitted 3D is where 3D accelerates. 3D TVs are going to be... The only way they're going to survive is because of the 3D medium in video games. Yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've told you before that the only place and time and area that I like 3D is in games. If you, if you guys haven't played a game in 3D, you're missing out. That's it, actually really pretty cool. And I'm not too interested in 3D movies per se, but I will say if a, if a game's done right in 3D, like Battlefield 3 or what are the other ones? Battlefield 3 Zone is 3? not in 3D. It's not? No. Okay, so I was thinking Killzone. Killzone 3 is in 3D. It's really good. Yeah. Um, the other one that's the the other one that I've been playing in 3D quite a bit that I really like is the Uncharted 3. That one is really good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, so, Super Stardust is good in 3D. Those are all do's. So, Tron Evolution's in 3D, but <laughs> I haven't played it's, it. It's yeah, I know. It's sitting on <laughs> your sitting on your counter collecting dust. Um, so yeah, Child of Eden. I guess I would, on one to ten, I would rate that probably a three or four i like the idea of it and it has kind of a tron feel where it's all digital and the storyline's kind of cool where humanity's pretty much done and there's you know you're trying to clean out the dna to re reboot or restart humanity on a different planet and you're going through trying to rid viruses and stuff like that it's kind of a cool idea um 
just the strategy of it and the gameplay is pretty poor and I was pretty disappointed because I really really wanted to like it and I just didn't like it so so don't on Child of Eden so anyway alright so give us some do's and don'ts dude no, I thought we got it covered there that's I'm just what just I said kidding jeez yeah, just kidding <laughs> uh, some do's uh, let's see let's give you some do's you're still not drinking soda, so you can't do a Pepsi Next review. No, uh, I can't do a Pepsi Next review. I can't even do that new Dr. Pepper 10 or whatever. I can't even do that. My wife bought <laughs> a bottle of that and... Rubbed it in your face? Hey! <laughs> I, could, I could sniff it, though. I could sniff it. And you can sniff that's it. About as, that's about as close as I get to it, yeah. Through a straw? Were you sniffing it through a straw? <laughs> <laughs> Most people shoot soda out their nose when they laugh. I inhale it. So. I didn't actually taste it, so we're good. No, yeah, so I, I'm still sodaless. Um, that's a do feel a lot better about yourself and then you kick yourself because you really want to <laughs> something fierce um another do uh cook at home man we made those pepper steaks again for my brother-in-law <laughs> that was a good night some uh, potato croquettes come on man return it oh i got a do for you here's a do um a new cooking show that i've uh, really enjoyed a lot is uh, nadia g's bitching kitchen bitching kitchen uh that's a do. Check that out. I've been trying to tell Tom to watch that, but apparently he's not. I don't have cable. And I haven't they have them online, it. bro. They have them online. Yeah, In I, fact, that's right. how that show started as a web series. I can't. I can't. Hey, I just you can't should hope because we're hoping this grows into something bigger. That was their hope. They started as a web series. Oh, a TV channel, a network actually picked them up. Yeah, I know. It's a cooking channel, though. I just can't do it. You're a big. You doesn't make any money at that. You're a bigger, better man for me than watching a cooking show because I can't. Ah, she's good looking. You'd probably enjoy it. <laughs> anyway, go, go on. <laughs> uh, don't, don't do any yard work. It just hurts your back. It just hurts your back. I don't for yard work. <laughs> let it, let it go. Stay let inside. Go. Play some video games. Wait till the cops come over and start give you a citation for disorderly conduct. But if you can't, at least where I live, if you can get a burn permit in the month of April, you can burn. So or, fix your yard. Yeah, or wait till wait till the uh, TLC comes up with their hoarders television crew and say, "Would you look at this guy's place?" That's actually something we're hoping for. So is that all right? Fire the, that. So you guys come else, on in. Everybody else, do your yard because I need them to come to my house. <laughs> You, you know what we forgot to mention as far as a do or don't, uh, and you told me this right before we started recording, is the, the Walking Dead game on PlayStation Network. Neither of us have played it. It looks good. It looks real Well, yeah, I guess we should have talked about it in the up-and-comers or whatever, but because um, we're both pretty big fans of Walking Dead, right? Yes. And, and you were telling me about this, and it was actually the first time I'd even heard about it, is it's kind of a Walking Dead based on a Walking Dead game based on the show that's in cell shading, so it's kind of like Borderlands. It's actually so it's more. Of, it's not really based. It's yeah, sure. It's based on the show, but it's more based on the comic series. Oh, all right, so sweet. So you're you're not following you're not following the actual people in the TV show. You're following another group of people that were in the Atlanta area when everything went down. And specifically a girl in there named Clementine, who's, she looks like she's about six years old. Um, and then the, I think the guy you play as is a guy who was on his way to prison 
and his patrol car got hit by another car during the whole thing, and he escapes, but he's in the middle of the apocalypse, and so he's your protagonist, and he's just trying to figure out how to make everything work, and he stumbles upon her, and so it's kind of like he's guarding her, but she's helping him, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, any any Walking Dead stuff out there, I think I'm very interested in. I, I really owe it to myself to, to read the comics or the graphic novel I assume they have out. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, any other do's or don'ts? Uh, listen to our podcast. There's a do. <laughs> Isn't that funny if, there if, at the end of the if podcast you don't and think, you're telling them to yeah, if, you, nice. if, if you think you've missed out because we haven't you know, been pre-producing new episodes. Go back and listen to the other ones. They're still just as good as they were the first time you listened still to there. them. Still there. Or maybe just as bad. Whatever. Oh, and uh, we should be having some some more comedy ones because I've been missing out on some comedy lately. And I know Jay Moore's coming back in town, and it is my intention to go and see some more comedy and, and get some more comedy stuff coming through here. So, oh, and uh, Douglas Preston, Lincoln Child, Lincoln Child solo album, uh, solo book is coming out in a month or two. Nice. And then uh, we're anxiously awaiting uh, book three in the Helen trilogy, which is I think in half a year, February I think. So that's yeah, more than half of, a year. Whatever it is, that's, that's like ten. <laughs> but, that's like ten months away. That's probably my diversion episode 17. <laughs> Dude, hey, if you really want to push episode. it, we can make him uh, episode 16. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't want to push it, though. <laughs> turn all the fans off immediately. Anyway, so that's it. Uh, those are our segments. That's our show. Uh, huge thanks to uh, Jonathan Pope for the music. Love it, at all, love it as always. I really appreciate that, man. Um, and make sure you go to our website, mydiversion.com, and leave us a comment, uh, email us, and yeah, and we'll, we'll guess we'll talk to you next time. See you next month. You have been listening to the My Diversion podcast. Find us on the web at mydiversion.com. The music for this episode was provided by Jonathan Pope.